My name is Amanda Page Cornett. I'm a recording artist in Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome to What's Your Birthday and What Does It Mean? We're sisters Donna Bernard and Jerry Isaacs from DearWiseWoman.com. Explore life's dynamics from their unique point of view based on the day you were born. Sponsored by NashvilleGuitarGuru.com. It's always fun, never disappoints. It's always in the cards. Hey everyone, it's Jerry Isaacs with DearWiseWoman.com. We're here on 360 Network for Women. I'm here with my sister, Donna Bernard. Hey, Donna. Hey, Jerry. So we're going to Arizona today. We're going to be talking about all things Arizona because it's important that we learn all the states in our country and know about all the Americans, not just where we live. Absolutely. So just to start, Arizona is the sixth largest state, but I don't think it has the most people. But the capital is Phoenix. If you and want, what is what is Arizona known for? It's known for the it's heat, dry heat. <laughs> <laughs> right. it, it it really does feel different. It does. I have to say, the the lack of the the total humidity because it's it's basically desert out there. That's true. Lots of cactus and what you call cacti. Yeah, and, and water Lots problems. But they have like water problems coming up in the future. So, you know, some areas already have a water problem. So, yeah. Well, that's where my irrigation theory comes in. But that's for another time. That's for another time. So I like to start with the um, with the government because that's who's running the show there. And we know that uh, Arizona is in the epicenter, really, of a lot of of the election deniers and the big lie and the recounts and the ninja cyber ninjas and all those people so you know we're going to talk about who's there who well actually now we're going to talk about who's in washington well and and that's what's really important because as we have two senators from each state they convene in washington and make decisions for our country so it's really important to know the two from every state um, I mean, of course, the House of Representatives is based on population. So we're not going to go down that road because there's so many to, you know, to talk to talk about. But let's stick with the senators, because that's who meets with every other senator from every state. OK, so first we have Kirsten Cinema. She is the senior senator. And, and we always start with her cards because. At Dear Wise Women, we believe the day you were born sets your personality traits. And we're trying to look at people through a different prism of who they really are from their personalities as opposed to what they do and how they, you know, we're looking at what drives them, what are their inner superpowers or their inner um, personality qualities. Right. So, yeah, yeah, it's perfect. So, um, Sinem, by the way, was born in Tucson, and okay. she's a three of diamonds, five of clubs, nine of spades, and that's very should be very familiar to you because we we have a lot of people who have this birthday, which happens to be July twelfth. I'll just say that because it's just someone it's very close to us has a lot of people close to us have that birthdays birthday. So it is it is funny how. That seems to happen, you know. That like we're surrounded by the same types of people. Exactly, it's so strange. But so she is now an independent. She was a Democrat, but she left 
the Democratic Party, but she will still caucus with them, meaning that she can stay on her committees, which is important because that's how things get done in the Senate. And if you're not on a committee, you're, you, you know, you, you don't have any say, really. Um, now, she's the first bisexual um, woman in the Senate, and she really is very supportive of LGBTQ rights. It's almost a duh. Of course she would be, because she's openly um, bisexual. She's also not religious at all. So she really doesn't fall under, like, I'm going to be a Republican, even though sometimes people think she might be because of the way she votes against certain things with the Democrats. But I think she just has a mind of her own, and that's who she is. Um, And that's what her cards would say about her. You know, three diamonds, they're the warriors and the warriors. Well, she's definitely a warrior. And that five of clubs is is a card that is going to make her be looking for what to what to do, what to do because what to do next because she, she could do have, anything. They have so many options open to them, and that nine of spades is is someone who had a hard time in their childhood. Usually, you know, it's something they have to get over in order to have the best and manifest the best of themselves. So. Um, so her childhood was questionable. Um, she had lived in an abandoned gas station with her parents at one point. Her stepfather lost his his job. So she claims that there was no water or electricity. Her parents deny that, but that's her way she remembers it. So, you know, yeah, she had but a Jerry, If you're living in a gas station, you probably have limited electricity and limited water. Like it's enough to say you lived in a gas station. Exactly, exactly, and it couldn't have been easy. No, so I'm, I'm so that goes with that nine of spades, but um, she's really quite accomplished. I have to say, I think most people do not really look into the senators in a deep way. You know, to see who they are. You know, we just make our decisions based on what they say on TV. But she was the valedictorian in high school at the age of 16. So she graduated young. Then she got her Bachelor bachelor of Arts from Brigham Young, young University, and she was only 18. So that's like some kids don't even start college till 18 or even older. So then she got a Master of Social Work at Arizona State and then a law degree at Arizona State. Then she got a PhD in Justice Studies. And then she ended up, ah, I guess she was bored or whatever. She got an MBA online. So, I mean. Well, you know, we call those forever students until they find their way. I guess. That she, and and that's, that's an expensive education unless she got a lot of scholarships. She must have gotten a lot grants. of scholarships. You know, so she's there. She's, she's a independent right now. But she will be really caucusing with the Democrats. And hopefully she won't be. Uh, you remember she was the one who who went and put her thumbs down on one of the big bills like that she had the famous thumbs down just like after McCain McCain had one too so yeah. you know it's interesting um that she's there like that so i'm going to talk then about the second senator mark kelly cuz he's really interesting um he, his cards, four diamonds, 
and an eight of diamonds, eight of diamonds. Oof. So that's someone who the four diamonds just works real hard, doesn't get everything handed to them, but they work for it. And that eight of diamonds is someone who loves to be in the spotlight, smile, all that, all that good stuff. Great cards. Everyone want to be that, those cards. Um, so, but he's a, he's a, uh, a twin. And he was an, an There's two of them, two yes. great guys. And his brother Scott was also an astronaut with him. So the two of them were astronauts, which is really quite amazing. Can you imagine being the, the mother of two astronauts? Almost the same as the mother of two football players in the, <laughs> <laughs> the Super Bowl. Who do you root for? At least this way, no one is winning or losing. They're both winning. Um, but you know, he's very accomplished. He was um he before his uh space shuttles that he was on he did combat combat missions in the gulf war and he did he was a naval aviator and it looks like he did four missions that i could see um starting in yes he did one and mm-hmm. you know it was interesting because he won a special election how, how did he get to the senate after john mccain died they have to have, have an election and he ended up beating um Oh God! What was her name? Martha McSally, McSally or something. It was it was hard fought, but he won. And then he had to get reelected this past midterms because now he's elected for a full term. Um, and he had to beat. He ended up beating Blake Masters, who was a very big election denier, a very big you know big lie person. So he ended up getting defeated. Mark Kelly is in that seat, and you know we all know. One of the big things about Mark Kelly is he was married, is married to Gabby Giffords, which I think you're going to talk about next. But I like, yeah, I, I, mean, I have to tell you, I love the fact that he was, a, he's an author. Like he's written some two children, bo- children books. And so instead of an astronaut, it's a mastronaut. <laughs> it's like, and then mastronaut. Oh, so it's really cute. But him and Gabby have co- co-authored some books. Um, most recent was Enough. Our fight to keep America safe from gun violence. Wow. And now he wrote another book. But uh, I guess it's called Project Blastoff with the Astro Twins. I, I wonder where he got that idea, Astro Twins. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a need for refresh of these these children's books in the schools. So I'm really glad that he's he's writing something about sparking imaginations of young children. Well, I, I feel like he... He had such a rich life so far with going up in space and, you know, he being in now he's a senator. He's, you know, he's a wow. That's all I could say. He's a wow. But I have to say one thing that I really found really funny is that he's an advisor to get this Tucson based high altitude balloon near space exploration (laughs) company. (laughs) We have those too. Who knew that was going to be in the news this week? I wonder if we is it a balloon? Is it a spy ship? <laughs> is it an alien? I wonder if we fly ours near uh, near China <laughs> and they and it's a tit for tat. I don't know, but it was just really funny to see that. You know, because people made it true. like, what is it? What is it? You know. Meanwhile, if they had said, "Well, we do that too. Look at ours," people maybe wouldn't have been well, quite we do, surprised. Well, we do ours for weather. Ah, okay. Well, and just a side note, he was born in Jersey, so he 
has a little wide well, side to him. You know, he was born in a tough area of Jersey, so he's really wise guy. So what not an tell, easy area. What did you tell us about Gabby? Well, you know, Gabby Giffords is really very interesting. She's a nine of diamonds, a seven of spades, and a two of clubs. Now, very brilliant young woman, graduated, I think, from Cornell and then went to New well, worked for PwC and then came back to be CEO of her parents' company. Um, and she was the third woman elected as in Arizona as a U.S. House of Representative. And it was in her third term that she was on January 8th, 2011. It was the first, well, she did many. It was the first of the season, Congress on Your Corner, to talk to her constituents. Like she really wanted to represent the people of Arizona by listening to what they had to say and meet them in person. So instead someone comes with a gun. Yeah, and people were killed. And she miraculously survived. And, uh, you know, it was, you think about it, you say, we can't even do this anymore. We can't even just meet the public because it's not safe. It's, it's not a good thing. But what was interesting about her background, so her mother was uh, a Christian scientist. Her father was um, Jewish, emigrated from Lithuania survived the Holocaust. He changed his name from Hornstein because it was too Jewish for anti-Semitism to Giffords. You always wonder how people pick their name, but that's a whole different story. And I thought it was also interesting on her father's line, she's second cousins with Gwyneth Paltrow and Jack Paltrow. Really? Like it's just, it's such a small world of, of the way things work. So after, um, she really fought hard to recover, right? She was not going to lose her voice, right? even though she was so critically ill. And she really had to regain her movement, everything. It was, it was, it was a hard fort to come back, but she was determined. And her final um, vote in the House was August 1st, 2011, and it was to, to raise the debt, the debt limit. That's so Which funny. is a conversation we're having today. Raising the debt limit. Sometimes things never change. You know? But she's someone she's someone to watch and they're very committed to 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 gun violence, guns in the wrong hands. And you know, it's sad. I don't know what will end it, but um I give her credit. My hat's off to her as well as Mark Kelly, because they're people, they're they're change makers. And they are active in politics. Absolutely. And I have to say, it's really um, inspiring to hear like Mark Kelly. They were married when she got when she got shot. Yes. And but he was by her side. The Pope made a blessing over her when, you know, when when she was um, when she was injured. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, they of put Susan in an induced coma. Yes. <laughs> She, I mean, there was a lot of things. I mean, she had a lot of people pulling for her, rooting for her. But, you know, it has to also do with her inner strength that helps her pull. Mm-hmm. Because she had to work hard to just get to where she is now. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I haven't seen her. Have you seen her live? 
I think I did, I did recently. And, you know, she's just remarkable, even just her presence. You know, she tries to speak, but her presence is, is just, um, but you know, the nine of diamonds is an interesting person to begin with very, because they, they give back. Right. But that seven of spades. Once they evolve. Yeah. Which is a seven of spades, which we always see in people that either die early or get hurt. I mean, we see that a lot. It's like the faded events and they have them in their life. It, it's amazing that she, that she has that seven of spades. Sort of, we talked a lot about that last week, I think, with the whole group of seven of spades people. And that two o'clock. But, yeah, but it's interesting because, yeah, but Mark Kelly has that eight of diamonds to her nine of diamonds. And I think that's where she draws a lot of strength. Well, they have a spiritual connection there, that's for sure. And mm -hmm. that keeps them pretty solid. Uh, I think that, you know, good for that. I really think that they are a couple that, you know, everyone could look up to. Politics aside. And, and what was that? You were going to say a quote. I think someone, some one of the rabbis said, because it was really beautiful before we go on to the next person. When she was in her coma, I say, the rab a rabbi who married them had said a prayer over her. Now, at a memorial service, a few, you know, a little later, um, Kelly was the one who had spoke at the national prayer breakfast, and President Obama was there. And Kelly had talked about, you know, how this attack on his wife brought him closer to God, and it gave him a newfound awareness regarding prayer. Um, before the attack, he just he just thought the world just spins and the clock just ticks and things happen and no particular reason. But now, after walking around and seeing all the all the memorials all over, he just feels that you pray where you are, you pray when God is there in your heart. And he ended up giving the final prayer of that morning, which is the same prayer that Rabbi. Aaron, Stephanie Aaron used when she married him and Gabby. And it's so beautiful. So let me just read that. In the name of God, our God of Israel, may Michael, God's angel messenger of compassion, watch over your right side. May Gabriel, God's angel messenger of strength and courage, be on your left. And before you, guiding your path, Uriel, God's angel of light, and behind you, supporting you, stands Raphael, God's angel of healing. And over your head, surrounding you, is the presence of the divine. Isn't that? That's beautiful? heartwarming. It's heartwarming. <laughs> you know, so she, she was just surrounded by all this love and angels. And she was able to, to you know, get to where she is now. Amazing. She, mm -hmm. I don't, she probably didn't have such a great high chance of making it. And she did. Amazing. She fought for that. She fought for that. She certainly did. So I'm going to, I want to talk about, yeah. one I, I don't want to talk about really a lot of the members of the house, but I just want to say that there's, there's um, nine of them. So they have nine representatives in the house. And I just want to mention one or two because it's interesting. Well, and, and to, to also to say that Alaska has one because it's always based on population. 
Right. So, and they all get to this big house of representatives and they all have to vote and whatever, agree on something. Right. So the, one of them is Ruben Gallego, who's running for Kristen Sinema's Senate seat. So that's one of a big note because, you know, she just became an independent. So it's going to be interesting to see because some people say that Arizona has more independent voters than anything. Um, but it'll be interesting to see whether the Democrats back her or if they if they back Rubin. So that's something really to watch. Um, they have some people from the uh, Freedom Caucus and all that, but we're not going to talk about that. They just, let's just say they have, I think it's six Demo- uh, six Republicans and three Democrats. So that's that's their House of Representatives. The next person of real importance is the governor. That's true. Because now we, we learn. We know that governors are very important. You know, we took them for granted until we started to realize how important the governors are of each state. Oh, my God. Right. They're just they're so I mean. This has been such a history. One thing I could say about President Trump, he has taught a lot of us about politics, about our 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 history, because you know we we just learning about all the senators and the governors and the House of Representatives. I didn't know any of this really. It's been quite a learning experience. Well, neither did he. So we all learned together <laughs> about the Constitution. We, we all learned about all the things that we took for granted and why it's important. Right. And what we shall, it's, it's shall do. It says that what we shall mean. Anyway, so so the, the winner of the governor was a hard fought race. And if you remember, um, the, it was Katie Hobbs who beat Carrie Lake, although Carrie Lake oh, is yeah. still trying to dispute it. She's gone through every length to, to dispute, you know, saying that she was the rightful winner. I don't know how that was. Well, you know, they say denial is a river in Egypt. <laughs> the denial, the denial um, or, is the, yep. So her cards were three of hearts and three of diamonds, three of diamonds. The warrior, the warrior, warrior. Yeah, I mean, she is definitely a warrior. I mean, she was the. Secretary of State in 2019 to 2023. So she was really instrumental in keeping everything proper for that vote. And even when they were claiming all sorts of things, and she had to put up with all sorts of violent threats against her family, everything. But interestingly enough, she specializes in domestic violence. And that that was her area. so she had she had did her master's in social work. So it's interesting. Maybe this gave her the internal resources to deal with all the. I think the it did. Tumult. Yeah, it, it did. And she she was a um, triathlete and she's a cyclist, which is interesting. Fifth go- female Arizona gover- governor, but she declined to debate Carrie Lake. And that was a big, you know, the, the well, she's not, the, you know, what she's afraid, she's not not going to, to debate her. But her reasoning was she just didn't want to give Carrie Lake a, a platform to talk about the the 2020 election being stolen from, you know, the big lie. 
So she didn't want to give her any platform because it's, her state had. She didn't want to give her air. Yeah, don't yes. give her air. I mean, they were the episode. They had the, the cyber ninjas who ended up counting everything and saying, "There's nothing to see here." Even the cyber ninjas couldn't find anything. So, and Carrie Lake continues on. Um, I think it's Maricopa County. I think we've heard the, that name over and over. So her one one important thing that she wants to do is to remove some illegal border um, walls, which make up, which are made up of shipping containers. I don't know who put them there. Um, and that's in the Coronado National Forest. So she's determined to get rid of them. I'm sure they're rather ugly. And I don't, they probably don't protect Arizona. I think they just needed a good immigration policy. And hopefully well, they'll find one. And that's what I think they all want. They want something that makes sense, that people aren't hurt and yeah, well, people are taken care of. Yeah. You know, I mean, Arizona is funny because it's so, there's a crossing that can go right to Mexico in one area. I forgot the name of it. But you go there and it's all the, the medical stuff and the dentist, people go, go over there. I don't know if that's Tijuana or I forget what it's called, but Tijuana is from California. Yeah, it's not Tijuana, but I can't remember. It's with an N. And um, people go to get dental work there. In fact, I looked into it at one point, but I, it occurred to me, like, what happens if I have trouble? How do you go back to to uh, to Mexico to go get your teeth done again? So I'm like, ah, no, I'm not going to do that. And and I think a lot of, I'm sure it doesn't happen anymore, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. No, I, there's actually a company I read about that takes over a hospital in Mexico, Mexico City or Mexico somewhere where they do um, hip replacements for their workers and they send in top surgeons and they recover there for like six weeks. So it, it's, you know, we're changing how we do things in this world. And they are our neighbors. They are our neighbors. So, and you know, I, I have... I love Mexico ever since Allison, my daughter got married there. I have, I really do love Mexico. I didn't want to go to Mexico really, but now I love it and I can't wait to go back. Oh, that was our forced destination. wedding. <laughs> we were forced to go have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> the best time ever. We all dragged ourselves there. Why are we going to a destination <laughs> right before the end? pandemic and had the best time ever not knowing what was we were coming home to well we sort of saw it on cnn but we didn't know what was going to happen that was like february 8th that she got married and by march 20th everything closed down so man we well, were... it was already about around the country around the world oh, yeah. we just were in denial about the u.s <laughs> it wasn't going to come to us yeah well, that denial again huh <laughs> i was going to stay in we're over. good at that <laughs> anyway i think we're going to take a little pause right now before we start talking about some of the fun celebrities who were from arizona what do you think oh i'm just i'm just looking forward to wonder woman uh. linda carter
before we get to Wonder Woman, I want to talk about my snack that I had today, which was Lysolin, who sponsors us. And it's the Wonder Shake. <laughs> I just <laughs> help it. <laughs> so, but it's true. It is, yeah, Lysolin, L-Y-S-U-L-I-N. It.com. So you can go there or you can find it on dearwisewomen.com. We have a link. And today I had chocolate shake, chocolate peanut butter shake. And it was so Oof. good. I made it for, for Dave and I, and it was like uh, oat milk, eight ounces of oat milk, and some ice, and a big scoop full of the lysolin powder, and put it in the blender, add sweetener if you want. And it was like having a, you know, ice cream shake in the afternoon. Very refreshing, delicious, satisfying. Doesn't make your blood numbers, your sugar numbers go up. I don't hear any beeping. Ever. And you didn't gain weight. And, you didn't and, gain weight. Right. And you can maintain your weight. So highly recommend Lysol and Shakes. I recommend you all go out and get yourself a a, uh, a big uh, canister of it and start enjoying it and losing or maintaining your weight. So Donna. Yeah, vanilla, and, vanilla and chocolate. I mix Every day I do something different. So many options. So yes, let's talk about Wonder Woman, Linda Carter. What do you have to tell us about her? Oh, Linda Carter, Wonder Woman. She's a triple four of clubs. That's a four clubs, four clubs, four clubs. I have to say that because she has the same cards as Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo. Amazing. And Amelia Earhart. But you know, it's interesting because she's an actress, a singer, beauty pageant, title holder. Um, we know her as Wonder Woman. And it was really fun reading up about her because the role was obviously based on the DC comic book. You know, we read comic books back in the day. And it was um, the answer to or the opposite of the Man of Steel being Superman, which we all read. Right. The comic book so much it shows too bad we didn't save our comic books. I think they're worth a lot today. Oh, absolutely. Um, so she had moved to New York City to um, try acting. And one of her early partners in acting school was uh, Les Moonves, the, now the CBS, or maybe he's not anymore, the CBS um, president. So could you imagine starting an acting school back in the 70s? This is what a small world it is. Um, but she really had an interesting career because she had $25 left in the bank when she got the call that she um, that she would That's be Wonder Woman. That's yeah. terrible. And it just changed her life. Um, and, you know, she said, you know, you're objectified as a woman, right? Wearing this outfit. But back in the day, it made her powerful. And she still embraces that to this day. Well, wait. And is proud of it. And I have to say, I had to do my little beauty pageant winner, another one, because we we are finding that a lot of women who are very successful have been in beauty pageants, which uh, truthfully give them a lot of presence and a lot of, of confidence. And they have a mission. Usually they have, they know how to speak about something. So I guess that's why. I mean, yet they walked, walked around in bathing suits and and even, you know, the evening dress is fine, but the bathing suit was a little, I think they finally got rid of that. Well, that, that was back in the day when we even watched them. I mean, it just became too much. But um, yeah, I, I guess it's a thing. 
And then she went off in her second marriage to, she lived in uh, outside of Washington, D.C. and had a very different life. But um, in a June 4th, 2008 interview in People magazine, she revealed that she is now 10 years sober. And so she had been in the recovery process. And uh, Carter said, explained that the best measure of a human being is how we treat people who love us and the people that we love. And she's committed to her recovery from alcoholism and addiction. And she credits her husband's intervention. And, uh, you know, she lives every day with immense gratitude and thankful to her family and friends who stood by her and encouraged her and those who helped her heal. So I thought it was really an inspiring story because here you're, the, you're this wonder woman and you don't know the struggles inside of another person. Can't so I you can't judge anyone. You don't know what they're going through. No, you know, we all have this this outside, you know, persona. And she had she had a very, you know, prolific career and most beautiful woman, but you know, she struggled with her demons. And I'm glad to say that she's I, I think she's over 20 years sober. I'm not really sure. But, um, fabulous woman. And then I was looking, I wanted to talk about Barbara Eden. I dream of Jeannie. Boy, okay. An, another one who could you imagine back in the day is in a harem suit, is in like a little outfit <laughs> to her master, you know, Tony Nelson from the U.S. Air Force captain. And she's a three of clubs, three of clubs, and a three of spades. She, too, was a beauty pageant winner. Surprise, surprise. Wow. Okay. And she's, she's, she's a descendant of Ben Franklin. Really? Wow. Cool. And she was she started, she was a regular on Johnny Carson, so she must have been funny, right? And right. she was on I Love Lucy, like, as a bit role. Yeah, had to be funny. Until she, until she landed, I dream a genie. And it's funny because Tony Nelson be, was Larry Hagman. Right. Who became JR, the infamous JR from Dallas. Wow. That so it's a, it's an interesting, uh, you know, weave of, of people on how people are uh, know each other or we do know, know each other. I dream a genie would never fly right now if it was a new show. You might see it on uh, Nickelodeon, but you wouldn't see it on, it, it wouldn't be put out now because it really objectified women. Even though she was powerful. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of a, a strange thing, power, but power through her being objectified. I don't know. I just remember her going, okay, master. And then like really pushing him around. Right. But That's what I'm saying. She had power and she would just like, not her head, and you know, like bewitch, she would bewitch, twitch her, yeah, nose. her nose. She would just, yeah, Samantha you know, Stevens, yeah, yeah, she just you know, nodded her head. But you, you know, you Barbara Eden was a interesting, interesting lady, yes, yes, yes. And next, I think we should do talk about Linda Ronstadt. Oh, yes, my girl. Uh, she did. She did not write my girl or sing my girl. Just I just meant I looked her up. <laughs> but she was born in Tucson, Arizona. 
and her cards, king of clubs, two of clubs, six of spades. So that was the master of knowledge, possibly overthinking, I don't know. And two of clubs, conversation, which is great for a singer to have. And a six of spades, which could indicate something in her childhood, possibly, but or it could just be someone who is very wise, you know, because she's probably very, um, she, she manifested everything at a high level because she was really very early on. Now, she's not a songwriter, she's a singer, but she was very diverse in all her choices of music, you know, whether it was rock or country or even opera and operetta. She was in Pirates of Pins and Gilbert and Sullivan. And she knew like the standard jazz songs and she sang and said Latin music and she made a Mexican album with uh, in Spanish. I mean, she really was interesting, but she had a, her family was pioneers in Arizona with Me- Mexican descent. So she never, you know, never forgot her roots, you know, which is why she encompassed all those different things. And she actually, um, had a trio with Dolly Parton and Amy Lou Harris, which I was sort of surprised. And they just called it trio, you know, because I guess they were so big in terms of who they were that they didn't have to call themselves anything. They were just trio. And they tried to do something in like it's the 2009, didn't work out, but they ended up putting out a CD, I think in 2019. But Linda Ronson herself was most, one of the most iconic female singers of the 20th century. and you know, what's really was sad because, you know, life and aging takes over. 2000, she started feeling her voice deteriorate. 2004 was her last album. 2009 was her last concert. But she ended up having something called progressive supranuclear palsy. First, they thought she had Parkinson's, but it was not that. And, you know, it 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 it, it, it ended her really her, her singing career. She could not sing. I mean, I do have to say she wrote one of my most, or sang, I should say, one of my most favorite songs, Different Drum by the Stone Ponies. Mm -hmm. And that, and she sung a lot of the songs that I just absolutely love. But, you know, you can relate to you both. You both are those king of clubs. So if only you could have sang. sang. But, you know, one thing that was also really interesting that that I didn't know she always had a backing band because she was an arena. She ends up being like a, a big star who would be in the arena, rock arenas with, with the big boys. Right. And her one of her backing bands, just one of them, she had a bunch of them, was taken uh, taken by David Geffen and just made into a group by themselves without her. And you might recognize the name. They were the Eagles. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was like... When we say it's a... It's always so interesting when we sort of do this history of people because, you know, you just didn't know. But in the meantime, I do believe that King of Clubs and the Two of Clubs, she was very, um, you know, she epitomized those. Best of her parts. And I don't think she really overthought. I think she just thought a lot. I agree. (laughs) That had to be it. She was smart and she thought and she was articulate. Right. I, I think that came through in her, her songs. Right. And then we have, I have Stevie Nicks. Yes. Uh, who, she was born in Phoenix. Now she's a six of clubs and a double six of spades. And she was Fleetwood Mac. She was Fleetwood Mac. For those who don't know, yeah. 
Right. Well, she was she was in Fleetwood Mac, which was, uh, you know, a girls and guys. And, and there was so much that went on between all of them. But she had hooked up with Lindsay Buckingham very, very early on. And I think she ended up cheating on him with like Don Henley or something. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of Fleetwood Mac really disintegrated because of all the different affairs and everything. But she is also like an iconic like singer, you know, whether you like her voice or not. I am not her biggest fan, to be honest with you. I always say to Dave, she sounds like a, a little bit of a sheep because she has that vibrato, which I'm not a big fan of, but that's just me. But she also, she created her onstage look, which was a gypsy look. And interesting, because I'm just thinking about that. The Six of Clubs and the Double Six of Fades is sort of like that odd type of cards. And I could see, you know, that could be an old soul type of person. The fact that she picked up on the gypsy added attitude and look makes me think of that well and that's what we're here to do when we look at people through the lens of the cards and the prism of her cards i can almost relate to her a little bit more with that gypsy thing going right me too and then um she in uh she's a philanthropist and her her uh, mission is to help wounded military um personnel and just as an aside like back i don't know how many years ago it was Dave had put together a little trio and the one of the other guys was Walter Egan. And he was apparently he was a famous like a rock star type of person. He had sung a song that was a big hit called Magnet and Steel. But he was a very non-assuming person and we would hang out and talk to him. And then he told the story about how he wrote Magnet and Steel about Stevie Nicks. I mean, it was really a funny story. Like, I mean. Yeah. So he she too captured his heart a bit. Yes, he was smitten by her. And she made the decision never to have children. She didn't want children, um, especially because of her lifestyle. But she keeps a journal every day, just like our they our queen did. And she just wants all her her godchildren to be reading her her journals when she's gone. So I think that we'll be hearing more about who she was sometime in the future you know what oh, we look forward to that yeah well no we don't we don't want her we to... don't look forward to it <laughs> happening sooner but when right. it happens we will we fight and um you know there's so many musicians who are bo- who and artists but the only other one i want to talk about is jordan sparks because remember she was in, from phoenix and she won american idol and she also she grew up in new jersey another one who grew up in new jersey apparently new jersey is a very good spot for a lot of these um a, a lot of artists I, you know they don't go to new york they go to new jersey anyway um she her father played for the the new york giants he was a defensive back which, which play in new jersey yes but they were new york giants they used to play in new york back then probably in new york but the, she they still lived in jersey but he was black her mother was german scottish and english and it mentions the mother's name, but when you look at her her history, it just talks about it. Just mentions her father, so it doesn't look like she had anything really to do with her mother. Um, you know, I really don't know, but I found that interesting. Um, sounds to me like she might be biracial, but I don't know. Doesn't mean that someone who's German, Scottish, and England English. It sounds white to me, but doesn't mean it is. So the one thing that's interesting, she was she's a Democrat because she loved Obama and yet she's very pro-life. So they 
call her, and she's an evangelical Christian, which is which is a very Republican idea. But so they call her a um, evangelical Christian Democrat. So she's a pro-life Democrat. There aren't that many there out there, but there are enough out there that you know. When we always wonder how things like that can how can Roe versus Wade be struck down, and aren't women fighting about it? Well, there are women like her who probably don't fight about it. But nevertheless, she's made quite a a, uh, a career for herself after winning the American Idol. One of the most, you know, most accomplished person people from there. And uh, you know, I think that she's she's got more to give. She's young. I look forward to seeing what she does with her her life. And I, I think so. In the spirit of time. Let's go back to, let's talk about Ted Danson. Cheers. Oh, Ted. Yeah. You know, he's really. What a long career. I mean, he's in Curb Your Enthusiasm. This is a man who has just continued. When we started in Cheers, I mean, you know, he was, that's where, you know, where you go, everyone knows your name. I I always joke about that because we have some places here in Nashville that we call Cheers. So, but his cards, two of hearts, two of diamonds, two of diamonds. And, you know, the two of hearts is a love affair card. Yes, it also has the twin card, the ace of clubs, which you always remind me of, because I always reminded you of. But I think his two of hearts is really big for him. And every time I, I actually think of him, I always think of him as part of a couple. I mean, that might just be me, but in, in Cheers, it was with, you know, he had... His co-star was Shelley Long and Diane, and in in the good and also after that it was it was Christy Alley, right? Christy Alley, the, uh, was, right, right. It was right. always he always worked off of someone, like yes. a main character, and even in the in I think it's called The Good Place. Well, I don't know if you ever watched it. It was sort of kind of hysterical. Um, his partner the, was the girl Kristen Bell, and oh, okay. It was, you have to see it to understand it. It's like, I don't know if you're going to heaven or hell, but it's a, it's a very strange show, but it's, it's funny. But he's really big into ocean um, conservation. Really like that climate change. Like he got arrested with Jane Fonda in 2019, um, protesting about climate change outside the US Capitol. I mean, I think I remember... Jay Fonda, but I didn't know he did. No, I, I, I seem to remember like it was they would dress in red, but I thought it was Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. But I, I don't really I just recall Jane Fonda in red, but I don't I don't think Ted Danson got that kind of coverage. I'm not sure. Right. Well, in any event, you know, at one point he was hooked up with Whoopi Goldberg, but that never yep. Never, they were engaged, but it never became a marriage. But he's been married to Mary Steenburgen since 1995. So, you know, that seems to me like a very, you know, that, that's a long marriage. That, that's been together a while. And um, well, when you look at the cards of Whoopi Goldberg, I mean, she's a seven of clubs, jack of clubs, jack of diamonds, and a nine of hearts. I, I can't see that being a match forever. Like that's that's a tough combination, right? Right. Um, and I think we're going to be talking about Mary Steenburgen when we go to Arkansas. So 
we'll wait and see whether she's a really good match for Ted Danson. That is what we do, and we we do that best. So next, we're going to I think the wrap up, the final is John McCain the third. Yeah, because he came from a long line of of military family, U.S. Navy, and actually he was born in uh, in Panama Canal Zone, um, but he was granted U.S. you know was U.S. citizen, and he went he uh, grew up. He went to 20 different schools because that's like, we call that the, the army brat or the Navy brat, but I don't think he was a brat. But, so what were his cards? So his cards were 10 of hearts, 10 of diamonds, and a 10 of diamonds. Fabulous. Which are interesting, strong cards. I mean, we know that he um, was in the Vietnam War. He was a POW for... I think it was over six years. He refused to leave until each one of his men came home as well. You know, so this is this is someone with a strong moral compass or strong sense of duty in, internally. You know, he Absolutely. refused to support Trump. And like, I just think he was a powerful person, whether he made some missteps, we all do. But I also <laughs> thought it was a fun story. When uh, so he was the Navy liaison to the Senate, and Joe Biden was and Jill were attending an event in uh, in uh, Hawaii for for the medal for for uh, something to do with honoring the military. And Cindy, well, uh, she was single and was with her parents on vacation. And Jill Biden said, "Let me. You should meet John McCain." Wow! And he was—he was much older. And I guess when Cindy met him, she said she was older, and John McCain said he was younger. And the rest is history because they married and married a very long. They were married a very long time, but it was at a military reception in Hawaii. That's hysterical. Jill Biden. It, it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a funny small world. And Cindy's cards, you know, she's got that five of clubs, and, but she has that ten of spades and that seven of hearts. Like I could see them coming together. Yep. Me too. Yeah. I mean, and, and let's say, you know, John McCain is, has that famous thumbs down. He, you know, the Republicans are trying to overturn the ACA and he knew that there was no nothing in place to replace it. Like it, you know, right. if they voted it down, there would be no health care. So despite the fact he was adamantly, he did not like the, the ACA, he really did not. It, he was not going to let health care go for so many millions of people based, you know, knowing that there was nothing to replace it with. So he came in, I think it was very late at night and just gave a thumbs down and it was, you know, it was against his own party and it was a thumbs down that, you know, was historic, really. But, but, you know, it's interesting because he ran against Obama in 2008. And one of the, the, the you know, regrets were, you know, they, they he chose or was chosen for him, Sarah Palin, to be his <laughs> running mate, who we talked about from Alaska. Now, they really didn't bet her as well. 
be boom, you know, listen, she's an ace of spades, nine of spades, seven of diamonds, and she's a strong, powerful woman. We talked about her in right. Alaska. Right. I think she was called whatever. And, you know, he he didn't know. And he thought that she would energize his party. And she he didn't realize that, you know, oh, by the way, my 17-year-old daughter is pregnant. But she's going to get married. We're all going to be here and it'll all be fine. And we'll see Russia from the window. But he had wanted to go with Joe Lieberman. Right. And Joe Lieberman, you see, they should give us a call at DIY's Women when they are choosing their running mates and their partners. Because Joe Lieberman was at Ace of Diamonds and a double five of diamonds. A much really? better match to be with John McCain than with Sarah Palin. Right. Like he, you just see it right so he was a Democrat, so people couldn't really handle that, even though I think it's a fabulous idea. And Joe Lieberman was Jewish, so he just thought, well, this is just going into too much. But I do think there's something like a Republican and a Democrat, then everybody can't be angry. Right. Whoever wins, whoever comes in first, will have ranked choice presidents. <laughs> right. Everyone's a winner. Everyone wins. You either get the top spot or the second spot. There you go. And then you don't have to deny anything. You don't have to take anything onto question. It's all, it's all, oh, but I won. No, I won. I won. <laughs> you can see uh, turns every other year. <laughs> anyway. Well, I, I mean, I think uh, John McCain is, was fascinating and it was sad to lose him. That's all I, you know, all I could say. Yeah, and the, the people that were covering, they're all, they're all interesting people with a lot more to their to their stories. So we encourage you to dig deeper or share in the conversation and learn about other people, you know, but they live through history with these people. And it's kind of fun to, to know. Yeah, all these people... Make our history. They're all part of American history. Well, you think about it. John McCain, you know, he went to the Senate to represent Arizona, one of 50 states, you know, voting for different, for the people. Yeah. So on that note, I want to say thank you for joining us. I'm Donna Bernard. Jerry Isaacs. Peace out.